Welcome, welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves. We are less than 24 hours away from the beginning of the road to WrestleMania. Of course, I'm talking about the Royal Rumble, and he's back, folks. He has recovered. He has retaken his co-pilot seat. He is the jewels to my rue. There's a deep cut for you. Mr. Vic Joseph. Vic, how are we feeling, my friend? I am feeling great. And by the way, I told you all that in confidentiality. And now you just go out there and tell everybody of my issues. Well, listen, hey, it's, you know, I I promise to be open and honest as I can be with the after the bell faithful. But worry not, Vic. You're back in the saddle. I'm glad to have you back. But this is going to be a massive show. We've got so much to talk about. The Royal Rumble is tomorrow. I figured we could use a little help, a crutch, if you will, to help us limp across the finish line today on After the Bell. You may know him from Sam and Jim on Sirius XM. You may know him from any number of WWE kickoff shows, etc., etc. He is the voice of the internet, the unanimously voted <laughs> voice of the internet wrestling community. Sam Roberts. Sam, what's the word, man? Well, I think that the internet community as a whole will be very, very happy that uh, you introduced me that way. No backlash. No, I don't think so. And also, don't think of me as a crutch today. Think of me as Vic's inflatable cushion. Oh, (laughs) so you're playing in on this too. This is cute. (laughs) This is fun, guys. Real professional, a lot of both of you. Just here to help. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. So much to get to, as I mentioned. We're going to talk Raw. We're going to talk Royal Rumble. But before we get there, guys, I'm stepping out of the box. I'm throwing you a curveball out of the gate. Pun heavily intended. Vic, I know you're a big baseball guy. Sam, I know your your sports world uh, love passion does not quite match up to your WWE sports entertainment passion. But has there been more BS in the world than Barry Bonds not getting voted into the Hall of Fame? Well... I will say this, when it comes to the baseball world, if you kiss the ass of the writers, you will get in. If you don't, like Kurt Schilling, Roger Clemens, list goes on, then you're never going to get in, and that's just the way it is, which is why it's all a farce. Light me up if you want. It's the truth. I covered enough baseball in my life to know that's how it works, folks. I love how authoritative you got, Vic. That was the most believable sentence you have spoken it came from the heart i love well, it. i just think it's because you believe the same thing i do believe this it's same all thing. garbage it's not it's not the hall of morality it's the hall of fame and barry bonds was good for the game of baseball ultimately was there a little dishonesty and scandal absolutely but it is the hall of fame it is trying to preserve the legacy and the story of the great american pastime i cannot believe barry bonds to your point kurt schilling roger clemens not in Cooperstown, it's nonsense. Think about it. It's the Hall of Fame. I'm not the biggest baseball fan in the world. I know all those guys are real good at baseball. That means they have a lot of fame. They belong in the Hall. Correct. Right? I completely agree. it'd It'd be like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame not letting people in because, you know, they did certain things behind the scenes or because they had struggles in their life. It's not about what good you did in the community. Sure. Is there a place for that? Absolutely. But it's about what you did on the field. Barry Bonds needs to be in the hall of fame. I'm done with it. I'm never going to Sosa as well, by the way, another name that is getting taken away. I wrote a paper while attending community college for my English class about how uh, Sammy Educate Sosa grace. And, that's right, <laughs> Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire saved the game of baseball with their they home did. run race. They did. 
They did. I remember. And I remember, and this brings us back to WWE. I remember knowing how bad baseball had gotten because when they went on strike, they were running WWE commercials that said, our game never goes on strike. And it was all the sad little baseball fans that were watching Macho Man Randy Savage. They were like, yeah, we got to start watching wrestling instead. And baseball never came back after that strike until McGuire and Sosa and people started knocking balls well, out of Graves. the park. Graves just put a quarter in the ride here because now baseball is not even being played right now. There's a, a pseudo a strike lockout. already. Yeah. So with the lockout, let's just piss off everyone else that likes baseball already <laughs> a dying sport, which is not America's pastime anymore. Nope. Kids are not signing up to play summer baseball as they once did when I was a child. Graves, you were a child. Sam, you were probably the mascot on the side. I was. But when it comes to the sport itself, it's dying. So let's just keep pissing off those that saved it when it was at its lowest point. Uh, uh, you're really firing me up right now. I know, I know. And that's what, what I wanted. Sham. I want you at 11. I am a excited. A bleeping farce is baseball. That may be, as you so eloquently put it, dying. Luckily, all things WWE alive and well. In fact, we are about to enter playoff season, if you really think about it. Oh, yeah. Is there a better time of year to be a fan of this business then from the end of January through the night after WrestleMania, Sam, I want, I want your opinion. Yeah, no, that is the time. I know people. I don't have any respect for them because I'm a tried and true 365 day, 24 hours, seven days a week. But I do know people that try to relate to me and try to cozy up to me between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania because there is a type of WWE fan that I, and I'll and say it. They'll go, I'm a Royal Rumble to WrestleMania fan. And while after WrestleMania, that starts to bother me because I'm like, where are you? Come back. When it's Royal Rumble time and you can fill up a room full of people and everybody's excited and the buzzers are going off and then people stick around to watch these storylines play out all the way through WrestleMania, it's a magical time. It truly is. And the Royal Rumble in particular is, to me, one of the best nights of the year to be a general or even casual fan of this business. I've been, as I'm sure both of you have, to Royal Rumble parties, and everyone has their own ways of, of picking numbers and making wagers. And I have a friend who has a tattoo of Lord Tensai because he lost the Royal <laughs> Rumble bet. Uh, I mean, it can get really wild. It can get really crazy. But man, the excitement is palpable. And it's not just, oh, hey, here's the guys that are shilling every week. Here's the announcers talking about how big it is. Genuinely, in my heart, as a fan, this is the most exciting time of year. Goes to Sam's point too. The the, the Royal Rumble parties. Whether you're a gen I, I don't like hockey. I love playoff hockey. There you you go. know, so there are fans that come in, but that's the cool part about it because those casual fans can gravitate to somebody, can jump on a quote unquote bandwagon and maybe carry them through WrestleMania. This is the start of the best time of the year. Royal Rumble to WrestleMania Graves, as you said, it's also the best time for us because I think as announcers, we become more of fans of what's going on because our excitement rises a little bit. Completely. Just there, from me. Listen, that's that's the challenge of our, our job is the... We have to project excitement. And let's be perfectly honest. We call a lot of matches, a ton of wrestling. I mean, I do three hours every week. I do this podcast every week. We've got all these ancillary things and, and stuff that happens at the TV studio and things that may not even air on television in the United States. There is so much work to be done, but it is fun. It is enjoyable. And I'll be perfectly honest with you. This past Monday night, the quote-unquote go-home show to the Royal Rumble for the red brand, I had more fun than I have had in quite some time, and not just because the Beast Incarnate offered to undress in front of me and the world. We'll get to that in a second. I want to talk about something that the WWE Universe isn't necessarily privy to, but the three of us can all speak to it because we've all lived through it, and that is the chaos. On the surface, being an announcer in this business Seems easy enough. If you know a lot about wrestling and the history of the business and you know all the moves and you know all the superstars, who can't do that? Well, we're about to tell you why. Because Monday was one of those not-so-rare instances, but it's been a while since it was pure chaos all day long. There are so many variables putting together a Monday Night Raw. You're doing a live three-hour television show. That takes a million people. 
Vic, you and Sam have both been backstage and seen the incredible crew that we have week after week after week all over the globe that make the shows happen. And there are so many variables and moving pieces and tiny parts. And and then you get to the actual show and what the matches are going to be. And everything was in flux on Monday. And that, to me, was so much fun. We're finding out match orders are changing while we're going on the air. And this... Truth be told, we got on the air and I didn't even know what the show looked like. <laughs> I got out of the ring from the, the first segment for the weigh-in and I sat down at the desk and I went, okay, what's next? I have no idea. But that to me is where we thrive and that's where we earn our money is to be able to steer the ship. Hey, there's an iceberg coming. Hey, I'm going to do something I saw out of the Fast and Furious. I don't even know what how this correlates, but we're going to try it. And it worked. And we we had a hell of a show Monday night, in my opinion. And it's that, you know, when I was doing Monday Night Raw, I wasn't prepared for the chaos. I'll just throw it out there right now and admit it on my own. But now I love it because it keeps us on our toes. It keeps us wanting to go, ooh, this is fun. Like, what's next? And you're trying to grab things. The chaos is awesome because, look, the world we live in right now, I can speak for NXT. There's times where some of the athletes get there a little bit later around their call time and they can't enter the building for the pandemic that we're in. And now I'm being told while I'm listening to Wade Barrett and calling the match and getting ready for the next seg graves to your point. Oh, by the way, seg three is no longer happening. So-and-so can't enter the building. Here's what we're going to do. Scratch that. We'll let you know. Yep. Okay, cool. Because during that two and a half minute commercial break, we're finding out. 16 parts of the next show. So when we come back on air, it seems all fine and dandy and smooth, but people are sweating. Brian Fadham, if he listens to this, he's going to be mad. After every show, his armpit sweat is coming <laughs> through his shirt because he is so into things changing. It is chaos. It is awesome. I, I don't I mean, want it every week, by the way, but every no, now no, no, no. that would be for, for a very short, short lifespan. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about professionally speaking. You can't handle it. My, my ticker will not hold up 52 weeks a year doing that. But once in a while, it's a lot of fun. So I love that environment. Obviously, like I work in radio. I do three hours of radio every single morning that we just make up as we're going. And, and that's what feels alive about it. That's what makes it fun. You know, you have the confidence you get to a point where you have the confidence that you're going to be able to make it work, but you don't exactly know how until it actually happens. Uh, but I think like to your point, Graves, when you think about Monday's episode of Raw and you think about what was involved in those segments, the idea that you don't know what's happening until it's happening, it's not just matches. You're talking about a full weigh-in segment with a scale and moving parts. You're talking about that 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 ending segment with the birthday celebration and right. all the, the there's props in there. There's four different athletes. There's everything going on. Plus, all of the matches are not just matches. They're storytelling mechanisms to them. That that you know you're hitting beats in a certain way that are going to tell the right story to the audience. And the idea that that story is being written as you're telling it is. I mean, it's incredible. And then there's needs to be tosses and reactions in this package and that package. And Throw to break and 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 do the read here and, and what's coming up next. You have as a broadcaster, you have to know what's coming up next because otherwise you're just sitting there yapping about a thing that we're not talking about anymore because we're trying to do a TV show. Right, right. So there's a little glimpse for everybody listening as to how the donuts are made, so to speak. But the fact is, what resulted was an awesome Monday Night Raw, in my opinion. It was chaotic. We started the night with the weigh-in. And guys, let me tell you, we've been talking about how excited I am for Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley for weeks now, if not longer. Since Bobby floated it two years ago, it's something that's been a dream match, not only for me, but for so many members of the WWE Universe. You cannot truly appreciate how gigantic Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar are as human beings until you've stood beside them. And I spend a lot of time around Bobby, and I think it's kind of one of those things. You, you spend time around somebody, they, they don't become as, as, larger large, than life yeah, as larger than life as you may have perceived them from the outside. It's just, oh, I, we work in WWE. It's not unusual to see seven-foot-tall people walk around or 300-pound bodybuilding types. That's just, you, we work yeah. in the circus. L- larger than life isn't larger than life when it is your life. Exactly, yeah. exactly. However, I don't get to spend much time around Brock Lesnar. I have That's called plenty of Brock Lesnar matches, but standing in the ring and seeing the Beast Incarnate in his full cowboy John Dutton regalia, 
was intimidating as hell. And I suggest maybe, maybe Brock, you don't want to wear those 20 pound cowboy boots on the scale. And as the words were leaking from my lips, I'm going, please don't F5 me. Please don't F5 me. Please don't. Again, I don't know what the show is going to look like. Maybe Brock's going to just go into business for himself. We've seen it happen before. Um, Luckily, I escaped unscathed. But man, we talk about two gladiators, two true heavyweights throwing down for the WWE championship. This feels special. It does. And I want to go back to what you had on Monday because I thought you had a whole new relationship with Brock. When I thought you were about to say, hey, do you want to take your belt buckle off and drop your trousers to do a proper way? And I was wondering what way you were turning in at that point. Do you know what was going to happen? Whatever the hell Brock Lesnar That's wanted. Very true too. I thought of you, actually, because first of all, like to get to your like the cowboy regalia, as much fun as it is as a fan to watch Brock in this state, like this truly unique. I mean, just Brock Lesnar smiling, Brock Lesnar doing his own intros, Brock Lesnar taking selfies. It's been a really fun ride. However, there's something scarier about Brock when he's having fun than when he's mad. You know what I mean? Because that's when he truly, he's got, he doesn't give a you know what to the extent that he's just there for joy and you don't know what he's capable of. And I mean, I, I've got, I've had one interview with Brock and it was, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Slightly combative. I would say the hair right off your head. Yeah. That's what happened to it. (laughs) (laughs) But there is this thing when you're staring at that man, the people afterwards were like, you know, was that a quote unquote, this is people like fans with that, his character, was he in character? And I go, well, if, if that was Brock's quote unquote character, I never saw him out of it. He's a method <laughs> actor, apparently. And I thought of that because there is this look in his eyes where it's like, we're both professional, but it's up to him what happens here. If I get physically manhandled or not, that's that man's choice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I compare it to, and I've heard, I've heard the comparison, but to stand that close to Brock and, and look in his eyes, it was very much the feeling that you get and I'm not trying to uh, take us into a Joe Exotic discussion, but if you've Uh-oh. ever been in a situation at a zoo or any sort of situation where you have been able to interact with a wild animal, like petting a tiger or something to that effect, you go, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's safe because the handler says it's safe, but it's still a tiger. Yeah, ultimately it's going to do what tigers <laughs> want to do. <laughs> you look in its eyes and you go, oh, see, this is such a sweet, well-behaved tiger that can still maul you should the urge strike at the moment. A fly lands on its nose, it just mauls. It just snaps. <laughs> like, I mean, oh, it's that just pisses me off. What makes us the dominant species as human beings is we figured out how to do doors that tigers can't open. Like, that's the <laughs> only thing that saves us. That, that We've figured out how to build structures that keep wild animals away from us. Because once we're inside, once the structures are taken away, it's, we're not the dominant species anymore. It's not up to us. And Brock is the exception. It, Brock is the exception. <laughs> Brock would destroy a tiger. Oh, man. I, it was intimidating, but it actually enhanced my excitement because to see, again, just two dudes of this size who can move like they do with the pedigrees they come from, the backgrounds that they have. The video package we did last Monday on, on, on Raw that was about being forged with Brock Lesnar versus Lashley. Man, if that didn't get you fired up for this matchup, you don't like this business. You don't, you don't belong as a fan of this industry. This is as legit and cool and big as it truly gets. And, and I want to draw this comparison because on the Friday night SmackDown side of things, we've got Roman Reigns, the longest reigning universal champion in history, the most dominant universal champion in history. And I say that with all due respect to Brock Lesnar, who has been in that position before. Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. Rollins, who was the architect of the Shield, a former Universal Champion, former WWE Champion. This this is a main event anywhere on Earth, 365 days a year. But Sam, I I want your opinion. Is this the first time in a while that, dare I say, the WWE Championship match is more enticing or more highly anticipated than the Universal title match this Saturday? Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's interesting because day one and the chaos, I mean, you talk about chaos and, and flying by the seat of your pants. I think, right. I think what happened at day one turned everything on its head. And that, I think for fans like Good me, point. like I've loved that because it's like we really don't know. That's what's making the Royal Rumble 
so especially unpredictable this year is we don't know what's going to happen because I'm not convinced that anybody really knows what's going to happen yet. Um, I think the thing with, with the, with your two main events at the Royal Rumble is that Brock and Bobby is a match that people have been literally waiting years to see. This is a match that, you know, Bobby was talking about wanting before he even returned to WWE. Right. Like this is, this is something that, that anyone who's talked to him knows this is the match he's wanted. He's got the MMA background like Brock Lesnar does. And I think that, that since Bobby Lashley returned to the WWE a few years ago, this is the one that people have been waiting for. So I think that, that, that when you have that level, plus the idea that it's, it's a Brock Lesnar title match, Brock Lesnar is back to being a defending champion. That is something unique to sports entertainment. There is no defending champion that is quite like a Brock Lesnar defending champion. And I think that the fact that you're finally in this position where Brock is a defending champion, but he's looking at a guy that is just as big and just as bad and wants it. He's not intimidated by it whatsoever and has been begging for it for years. I think that that, that that's why you've got this special interest specifically on Brock and Bobby. Because this, I mean, this is a match that people were calling for at WrestleMania. And we're right. getting it at Royal Rumble. I think that's what you're looking at with Brock and Bobby. And I think that's why it's, I think, the most anticipated match of the night. Not only that, Sam, I don't recall a match that has had legit animosity. Because there's something festering in Bobby. And that's yes. not me blowing something overboard. I don't remember a match that has this much actual animosity between two guys that literally would love to beat the hell out of each other on the street. Oh, they will. And, 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 not and they, will. they will. This is going to be a fight. I can't recall the last time this sort of matchup happened in, in the WWE. I'm going back even trying to think of, is it, is it Brett Sean? I mean, I think it's a I can't completely figure that out. It's a different, it's a different situation because these are two different species of human beings. This is close. This is less Brett versus Sean than it is. Uh, who would win in a fight, a tiger or a grizzly bear? That's what we're going to see play out. This is kind of one of those fantastic ideas. Like, you, we never thought we were going to see it, and now we have it, and the stakes are high. You've got the, the living, breathing video game boss, Brock Lesnar, as champion, which is my favorite thing. When you look at it like that, and, and I've had, I'm sure, Vic, you and I have had this discussion in a car. I've had this discussion with lots of friends. Uh, Sam, I, I'm sure you you know the sentiments of, corners of the internet. Oh, I'm tired of Brock Lesnar as champion. Well, then beat him. That's how video games work. There's a <laughs> yeah. boss. There was Mike Tyson at the end of Punch-Out. You had to beat everybody else, and then you got there, and then you would lose, and then you would start again. You're not beating Goro. He's got four arms. It, Goro, I always found, was way easier than Shang Tsung. I, I'm I, like Goro. I, wasn't, I wasn't that good at the game. But let's let's talk for a second about Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. I mean, these two guys, no shortage of history. And what still stands out to me were Rollins' words about there are very few guarantees in life, but death, taxes, and Rollins beats Reigns. If you look at the history, that's the truth. And I am never on screen and off. I, you're you're going to be hard pressed to find a bigger fan slash advocate of Seth Rollins than myself. I think the world of everything Rollins does. Roman's just on a different plane right now. What do you guys see this playing out as on Saturday? I, I love it. And we kind of talked about it a few weeks ago, Graves, because they're both on different levels than they were the last time they met. They were great the last time they've met. Now they're in a whole different stratosphere, which adds a whole new three or four layers to this matchup and to this story. So I'm super excited about this matchup just based on the fact of where both are since the last time they faced each other, just to be point blank about it. Yeah, I don't think that anything that anyone's done with Roman Reigns, save for the last couple of years, is relevant anymore. I don't, when, when I'm looking at, when I was looking at Roman and Brock, I, I don't think any of their previous matches are relevant anymore. When I was looking at Roman and Seth, I don't think anything that happened in the past is relevant because Roman is a different guy. Roman's God level now. Roman has found himself. All that potential that the, the, the internet said wasn't there, but other people said was there, it's all been realized. Like this is 
the Roman reigns that was building and building and building and building. And anybody that may have been able, and there weren't that many people even when he was building, but anybody that could have beaten Roman while he was building to this has not beaten Roman what like he's this. become this. Nobody has. Roman, so, Roman Reigns has also become a video game boss in his own 100%. Right. 100%. I think, that, I think that people have forgotten how good Seth Rollins is. I think that, that this version of Seth, because, you know, the drip God has been uh, entertaining and conniving, people sometimes forget when you decide to go conniving that you're actually also really, really good. And I think that that Seth realizes that through a series of circumstances that nobody saw coming, he's found his way into a main event with Roman Reigns. And that's a big deal for anybody. And I think we're going to see a really incredible Seth Rollins show up at the Royal Rumble. I'm going to agree with you. And I'm actually going to add to it, Sam, in the fact that you use the phrase Seth found himself in this opportunity with Roman Reigns. I know Seth Rollins very well. Back to our FCW days. We spent countless hours in the car together. Uh, somebody, I, I hold very few people in higher regard than I do Seth on a personal level. Seth Rollins is pissed. Seth Rollins doesn't believe he should have had to find himself in this situation. Seth Rollins believes he belongs in this situation. Not only does Seth Rollins believe that he belongs in a main event with Roman Reigns, Seth believes he should be universal champion. And to our earlier point about the whole world's talking about Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley, if that drives one person on earth to do great things, it's going to be Seth Rollins because Seth is going to take this Saturday night as an opportunity, win, lose, or draw, to say, hey, guys, remember me? I'm still here. And Seth, when he is motivated, which is almost all the time, I mean, Rollins on a whim on a Monday night can go out and throw down a banger. But Rollins and Reigns, with the, the stars have aligned imperfectly. It wasn't, it, it, no one saw this coming. But the stars have aligned, and I promise you, Rollins is going to go out there in St. Louis and have the biggest chip on his shoulder we have seen in quite some time and very well may. And I know Roman too. You think Roman loves that we're spending all of our time talking about Brock and Bobby? I was just about to say that. Roman Reigns is going, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I've been the dude for over 500 days. No one can touch me. Now, all of a sudden, because of happenstance, there's this big epic matchup that, that came together. And Roman, in his mind, is still going, go ahead, guys. Good luck. I'm still going to go out there and be Roman Reigns. And then you've got Seth Rollins who we have seen on multiple occasions, when Seth wants to steal the show, you might as well just hand it to him because Seth is going to steal the show. So it, as excited as I am about Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley, I will say it on the record, on the air, put it into the public zeitgeist, the consciousness of the WWE universe. While Brock and Bobby may be my favorite match this coming Saturday, I have a feeling Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins are going to have the match that lives on and people talk about. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think that that will probably be the best match. I think that's going to be the match of the night. And I mean, look, I love watching Roman Reigns win matches. Okay, and I and I love that the the wins have gotten bigger and bigger. I love that we built all the way up to WrestleMania, and then you get there and you go, well, this is going to be the night that he finally gets that loss, and he stacked a couple of legends on top of each other to beat him. And then he goes to SummerSlam and he takes the biggest legend of all time. He beats him with ease. And then he gets the match with Brock Lesnar. He beats Brock Lesnar. But for me, as a fan, I'm sitting there. And as much, I've been one of these guys that wants Roman Reigns to just never lose the title. I want the Roman Reigns reign to just be forever. And that's just what it is. All that said, I found myself like looking towards the Royal Rumble and what do I want to see and what am I excited about? Where's go towards WrestleMania and everything? I would adore it if Seth Rollins beat Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. I mean, you want to you want to talk about turning thing, turning fans on their head. You want to talk about going in a direction that like, whoa, where are we going from here? And you want to talk about reminding the world how good Seth Rollins is? I don't think there's a lot of downside to Seth Rollins being the guy, the one guy 
to have ended Roman's reign. Well, it's it's funny because it's happened in the past. It, it, Rollins has had Roman's number. And, and I actually heard uh, AJ Styles and Jimmy Smith talking on the bump before we started recording this uh, earlier today. And they had spoken about how that just happens in athletics. It just happens in competition. You can beat a guy and then watch you know, other guys beat them, but you can't beat the guy that beat them, but you beat the guy that beat it. It, it really could break down to where Rollins just has the key to beat Roman Reigns. And think about what the road to WrestleMania could look like then. Talk about taking a detour. Right now, everybody thinks, oh, we see it's, in, it's on the horizon. You know, two nights is going to be big. Now, remember that. Think of how that factors in. WrestleMania is two nights again this year. The most stupendous two-night WrestleMania in history. You need multiple main events. And Jerry's world on top of it in Dallas. Put over 100,000 people in there last time we were there. And two nights of WrestleMania, it's going to be big, no matter how you slice it. But whatever happens on Saturday night is really going to jumpstart and kickstart everybody's path to what is going to be this massive weekend in April. I think you hit it on the head too, Graves. What excites me about is the chip on the shoulders of Reigns and Rollins. I never looked at it that way until you brought it up. And I was like, man... Yeah, and I'm these saying that for, as I not only as the as commentator who is a fan of and doing my job. I'm talking about as the guy who knows these dudes, who has you know spent time. Roman's children and mine used to play together. I mean, I I know these guys, and I know what they're made of and what they're capable of, and they know what they're capable of. And I feel like the fact that they're not the marquee match right now fires. They them are up. a. They are by all means a main event on a card that has multiple, but. You've got the men's Royal Rumble match, which we're going to talk about in a second. You've got the women's Royal Rumble match, which we got to get to. You've got Brock and Bobby. You've got Roman and Seth. Which way do you shuffle it? How does it play out? But I'm telling you, those two dudes, Seth and Roman, may not like one another, but both of them are going out there with the exact same goal to say, hey, I'm the dude, and this is the title, and that is good for business. It is. And then on the other side of things, we talked about with Bobby and Brock, they're going out there saying we're the dudes and this yeah. and competition breeds competition. This episode is brought to you by hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was... A kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. Side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Time to shift gears, shift lanes a little bit, if you will. We've got to talk about the Royal Rumble matches, the namesakes of the premium live event we will all enjoy together this coming Saturday night, streaming live, WWE Network on Peacock. I want to start with the women. We've seen the field. Most of the field has been announced. If my calculations are correct. And you're not we, a math major. I'm not a math major. I can barely add uh, basic 
But you wrote that sick paper about Sammy Sosa. He sure sure did. Oh, you see how I spent my my time in college. I I had my priorities straight. I can can barely add. I can barely balance my checkbook. But, I mean, I know how I feel about the game of baseball. So, when Graves, you talk baseball, it's like, oh, that's the the batting average is this. If he's hit this out of this many games, they're like, well, what's two plus two? (laughs) Don't confuse me now. Guys, let's start with the women's Royal Rumble match. Thus far, 21 out of the 30 entrants to the women's Royal Rumble match have been announced. We've got some heavy hitters, some blasts from the past. Do you guys have uh, an opinion as to how this one plays out? I think about these matches, the list of names that have not been announced are going to be very impactful, right? I think that, that, that we've already know, looking at this women's Royal Rumble match, that the surprises this year are going to be insane, Which right? Is, I don't mean to cut you off, Sam, but yeah. to give some credence to what you're saying. What has just already been announced? Yes. Many of them would have been massive surprises. Can you imagine if nobody had known and you hear the Bella Twins music? The stadium would have erupted. Now we know for a fact they're going to be in, which in my experience, and I could be mistaken, but I rarely am, usually means if there are eight spots left, there have got to be some pretty big surprises in there, no? Absolutely. I mean, I had Mickey James, who's going to be returning on my podcast, Not Sam Wrestling, this week. And she, you know, every time she talks about it, I'm like, you know, are you back in WWE for one night? She's like, well, I'm back for two nights for the Royal Rumble. And then once I win for WrestleMania, title versus title. That's what WrestleMania is going to look like. Mickey James is in it to win it. Um, I, I, I think that, that you also can't, Ignore the fact that Charlotte has put herself in the rumble. You can't ignore the fact that people have been waiting for another Bianca Belair moment and that the whole world is sitting there going like, you know, this, this story is just too perfect. It's just too fitting for Bianca Belair to have another time uh, uh, on top. I mean, I think a lot of people are waiting for Rhea Ripley to have a big breakout moment. Uh, And at the same time, you just bring up the Bellas I would love to see Charlotte versus Nikki Bella in a WrestleMania main event. I don't disagree with that. That sounds great to me, Sam. I mean, I, I look at the field and it's hard to discredit because look, Rhea Ripley and NXT, we've had her on the show. She was so close last year. What a performance she put in. Lita. I mean, mm. when Lita came back on SmackDown, I was standing up on my feet going, this is, this is awesome. And to hear her say, I have one more run left in me. I'm like, uh, you, you may, <laughs> you sold me. How about this? Talk about people having a chip on their shoulder. Summer Rae has had to take all this ridiculous backlash from the internet. Summer Rae has shown up to the Royal Rumble and she's showing up. Excuse me, Sam. WWE legend, Summer Rae. Thank you very much. You just love anger in the internet. Both <laughs> of you. Wait till she wins. Wait till she main events WrestleMania. Then you'll have to call her a legend. Who knows, man? Anything is possible. I'm curious to see how that card fills out. Eight spots remaining. And of course, we're recording this on Wednesday. So by the time this airs on Friday, there are likely to have been at least one or two more bodies announced for these matchups, women's and men's Royal Rumble match. But I want to shift gears to the men's side of things because honestly, guys, does anyone know how this thing plays out? It seems more wide open this year than in any year past off the top of my head. Yeah, I I would say it's been years since I felt a Royal Rumble match was this up in the air. And a lot of that has to do with coming off of day one and the fact that everything has been so unpredictable in that upper top tier scene. Uh, You know, I think that there's a lot of people who could remind the world how good they are in this match. You know, I think that AJ Styles is one to watch in the Royal Rumble match. Personally, I think Kevin Owens is ready for a Royal Rumble win. You know, I, 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 I think that Kevin Owens reminding people that he's been universal champion and he's ready to do it again. This would be a good year for it. And Graves, you talk about chips on your shoulder. Gotta look at Big E. Mm. You, you, can, you can read all you want online and you can find any headline grabber and clickbait. We know Big E and how he feels his title reign went. That's a superstar that's entering a Royal Rumble laser focused and a biggie, a motivated biggie, Graves, you know better than me. He's just as dangerous as anyone. No doubt about it. And I said it here last week with MVP that, in my opinion, Big E has got to be a favorite 
to win the men's Royal Rumble match. But I said that if Big E ever wants to be WWE champion again, it is imperative that he win the Royal Rumble match this year. And I say that with all due respect. I'm just saying Big E is still fresh in everybody's mind. The world remembers. It's still fresh and new, and it still stings that Big E lost his WWE championship. This is, it's now or never for Big E, in my opinion. And I think that Big E also has to know that he lost the title. It probably, it's, there's never a good time, but probably the worst time imaginable because there will never be more competition for the Universal or WWE Championship than as we head towards WrestleMania. Because it's not just about the title. It's about having the title or fighting for the title at WrestleMania. And what people lose sight of is while it's great to say, I'm going to WrestleMania to defend my championship, at the end of the day, guys, it's business. It is on you to make yourself worthy of the headlines, of the marquee, of all the media appearances. Because guess what? You are selling WrestleMania. That is on, people forget about that from the business perspective. Why is Brock Lesnar so, uh, such a great champion in my opinion? Because when Brock Lesnar's in the house, people watch. People want to come see the beast in person. When Bobby Lashley was on top for, for a brief period of time, obviously pandemic circumstances, you know, sort of vary all this stuff. Bobby's an attraction. People want to see what Bobby Lashley is capable of. Roman Reigns is that dude right now. When Roman comes to your city, you want to be there because you want to breathe the same air as these larger-than-life superstars, and that's what sells WrestleMania. So to your point, Sam, the Royal Rumble may be a big opportunity to earn your chance to head to WrestleMania, but in the months in between, it is also still on you to make sure that people want to throw down their hard-earned money and they want to subscribe to Peacock because they can't miss Big E defending or Big E challenging. It is on the superstars to make themselves as valuable as possible headed into that. And if you succeed, you're a made man. But if you don't, you just fall down the list and it's next man up. It's it's a career maker is it what is. it is. If yes. you're if you're successful at it, especially WrestleMania this year, because you're not just talking about, okay, you can get somebody to want to subscribe to Peacock. You have to get somebody to want to buy a plane ticket, to fly to Dallas, to stay in a hotel, to be in that stadium live so they can witness this moment firsthand. Those are the people that are the difference makers, and those are the forever people in WWE. Agreed. And I think, to just to back up our point, I think that is exactly what Bianca Belair did masterfully last year. Bianca wasn't necessarily the favorite. I don't know if anyone was picking Bianca to win the women's Royal Rumble match, but she did. I was. And it, I was. I've been a Bianca supporter from day one. Oh, okay. yeah, we know. Okay. Yeah, we, we, we call that revisionist history, but <laughs> that's <one>. all right. <laughs> but, but to that point, Sam, it, no, 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 I, I'm actually, I'm glad you brought that up, Sam, because Bianca, it's been well documented in the annals of Twitter that you you had a, a an unpopular opinion about Bianca early on in her career. Granted, back to the NXT days. But you, Sam Roberts, critic, just, you know, for, for the sake of, of this conversation, of Bianca Belair, when she won last year, did you ever think less than she earned that and she deserves to be headlining WrestleMania with Sasha Banks? Because in my opinion, in the months that followed the Royal Rumble performance is when Bianca really became a star. I, I 100% agree. By the time we got to WrestleMania last year, there's no doubt in my mind that Bianca Belair needed to be in the main event of WrestleMania. She deserved to be in the main event. It was like, and I feel like Bianca is such a great example. Every step of the way, she proves people like me wrong. Like every single step, like, okay. And anybody that doubts her, every step she accomplishes it. If you were that person that went, okay, she can win the Royal Rumble, but can she headline? Can she get people in the stadium? Can she get people to buy Peacock? And it's like, yup, yup, yup. And then, I mean, just the, the best evidence of all is a year removed, we're getting to the Royal Rumble again for 2022. And who's the name that people are bringing up now? Bianca, Bianca Belair. Belair. She hasn't missed a step. She hasn't lost any of it. To your point about headlining a WrestleMania being a career maker. Yeah. Bianca capitalized. And when Becky Lynch came back at SummerSlam and in the opinions of most screwed Bianca Belair. People still want 
Bianca. And if she can do the impossible and win the Royal Rumble match two years in a row, which on the female side has never been done before, she's already a made woman. But think about the energy heading in to a two-night WrestleMania in Dallas with Bianca maybe finally getting her opportunity to have her title back. Or maybe we get Bianca Belair versus Charlotte Flair. Tell me that's not a freaking WrestleMania main event right there. Absolutely. And yeah, and and to the whole point, to the fact that it's a career maker. People, if, if I told people right now, Bianca Belair is going to have the opportunity to win the women's championship for either brand at WrestleMania, tickets are getting sold. People are going to be there for it because they know straight up that's a moment. That's something that I want to be there for. And 100,000 people in a stadium will be there to cheer to see that moment happen. And it's a wonderful word you use, Graves, attraction. That's what it takes. And this is a launching point because, I don't, like you said, no one thought Bianca Belair was walking into Royal Rumble last year and was going to become an attraction and, and win. Maybe we have that again this year on the men's side of things. Maybe we have it again on the women's side of things. And it's great. It's so wide open and it's an opportunity and to throw some others in the same category with Big E. Big E is still a credible threat to, yeah. to any championship. So this could be Big E's moment. But then again, you look across the landscape, you've got AJ Styles, to your point, Sam. Is AJ Styles ever really out of the world title picture? This is a dude who has done everything. Grand Slam champion, done everything there is to do around the world. Pretty much won every major title on earth. AJ Styles. And what we saw Monday night, to me, AJ Styles versus Austin Theory was, A, the best match we've had on TV in maybe a year for my money. I, I was genuinely invested in that. AJ Styles still has it. AJ Styles still wants to headline a WrestleMania. Look at the flip side of that same coin. Austin Theory. Austin Theory is a dude with an opportunity to compete in the Royal Rumble match. Let's say Theory does it. He's the dark horse. But you got Mr. McMahon driving Austin Theory. Austin has been hitting home runs every time he gets up to the plate. From a professional standpoint, when Austin Theory gets TV time, he maximizes it. Has done that. And I have no doubt in my mind Austin Theory is going to be a mega star here in WWE. Barring some sort of outrageous circumstance. But what if Austin Theory's the dude? When's the last time somebody has made that big of an impact in that short of a period of time? Was it Brock Lesnar, who within five months of his debut was challenging The Rock for the, for the then WWE Championship? I mean, what if Austin Theory wins the Royal Rumble and headlines WrestleMania? I don't, anything could happen. Yeah, I mean, you're going back to maybe Brock, maybe as far back as Yokozuna. Like, that's how far back you would have to go to see somebody who made that kind of an impact that quickly. And a very different type of impact. But sure, Kurt Angle, I would throw into that too, by the yeah, way. Yeah. yeah. But that meteoric rise, we haven't had someone that fast in a long time. Uh, bar maybe Bianca Belair. Yeah. And, and, and you know, you talk about uh, perception. We're all sitting here very happily saying, man, this Austin Theory kid is good. And give him a few years. He's great. I read a thing on the internet that's like, man, if Austin Theory, Austin Theory is as good now as Cena was when Cena was that age. And it's like, we've all been young. None of us want to hear we're good for our age. We're good, right. but we're going to be great. We're, we all think that we're great. And some of us are, and some of us fail miserably and do have to build up to that. I'll let you guess which one uh, I fall into. But <laughs> Austin Theory is showing up, I think, to show the world that this is not a matter of one day and this is not a matter of potential and this is not a matter of like, okay, maybe in five years he'll be ready for a main event. I think if you ask Austin Theory, he would tell you that it's not potential. It's, it's, it's already realized. Like he, he wants it now. And in my opinion, there's no reason that can't be the truth. This is AJ Styles we were talking about. I just rattled off a litany of what AJ Styles has done in this business. AJ doesn't need to, to prove himself to anybody. But to go out there for, what, 18 minutes or whatever the match length was on Monday night and tear the freaking house down with AJ Styles. And trust me, we, we know how big of a role AJ Styles has in all this. But for Theory to be right there, 1-1A one and one A on Monday night, coming out in the wake of, of this last Raw, I think Austin Theory has got to be in the conversation for picks to win this thing. And I think that Austin Theory also falls into that category that we were talking about of somebody who has been given opportunities but is executed on every single one. Like Austin Theory has been, and you know, 
people, I think, might take it for granted. But the idea that Austin Theory has been sharing screen time with Mr. McMahon every week on Monday Night Raw is an insane amount of pressure on a WWE superstar to deliver and be that guy. And the fact that Austin Theory has delivered every week, I think says everything you need to know about theory. To that point, it reminds me of a quote that Dusty Rhodes used to use all the time. Baby, I don't get out of bed for less than seven grand. (laughs) Imagine what that means if you're Mr. McMahon. The fact that Mr. McMahon is on screen with this, you know what I'm saying? There there is a lot of weight in that fact. And I think it's easy to gloss over. Oh, Mr. McMahon, because he hasn't been featured, but... In, in the pantheon of Mr. McMahon is this business. Let's be honest. Let's be perfectly yep. honest. We all yes. wouldn't be sitting here. We all have for careers. One individual, yeah. Thanks to that man. And the fact that he is is putting his stamp on Austin Theory or, or whatever at this stage in Theory's career, look, it could go either way. It could be a colossal failure, but guess what? Mr. McMahon is going to be the first one to go, nope, don't see it. That's not the guy. He's not going to waste his time. The fact that Austin Theory has been on screen weekly regularly in segments with Mr. McMahon speaks volumes to the potential that Austin Theory has. And and I I actually like your point, Sam. Why not now? Why does it have to be down the road? Why can't Austin Theory be the the youngest superstar to headline a WrestleMania? I mean, you know, the WWE has put together a lot of great documentaries about superstars that have been in the WWE system for seven, eight, nine, ten years, and finally realize that potential and finally break through, or maybe they have to leave, then they have to come back. I mean, you, I, I feel like a ton, a ton of the most recent true superstars of the game have that story, and I'm waiting for somebody to come through and not be that guy who has to go through ten years before they finally break through. Somebody that just comes in, kicks the door down. And is that guy right now? And I haven't seen anybody who makes me think they could do it better than Austin Theory. You know, that's a lot of pressure for Austin Theory. And I start thinking about, you know, someone else he's been in the ring with, Finn Balor. And then I think about these stories you just mentioned with years. It's complete opposite of Drew McIntyre. Drew was the chosen one. Right. Went away. Came back. You know, it's funny. Later, finally accomplished what was set out for him to do. And now I'm looking at Austin Theory going... Well, damn. Well, How about think, about, that? think about this way. What would Drew McIntyre have been had Drew hit home runs after having the endorsement of the chairman? It, it, Drew himself has admit he had he, his head wasn't on straight. He was too young. He wasn't ready for it. But it's kind of one of those what ifs. And luckily for Drew, and, and not just luck, Drew worked his ass off to get back to where he's at. And Drew has earned his spot here in WWE. But what if Theory is the dude to break out? Saturday night in the Royal Rumble. And even if Theory doesn't win, Theory could really, really solidify his status with a strong performance in the Royal Rumble match. And I'm going to give you guys one more because I've been waiting a few weeks. I've been sitting on this to make this bold declaration because Sam, you're entering the Royal Rumble. I am not entering the Royal Rumble. I thought that was your bold declaration. No, that's what happens when you read too much of the internet. Uh, (laughs) I I am going to say, I want to be on the record as saying this because as you know, Vic, I've got a bad habit of calling shots here on ATB and they come to fruition, i.e. Bobby Brock. I'm still taking full credit for that, by the way. (laughs) Had nothing to do with anything but what Corey Graves said on his own personal (laughs) podcast. Within the next two years, perhaps three, give myself a little wiggle room here. There will be someone on the lips, someone's name on the lips of everyone in the WWE universe as being a breakout mega star. And when I say mega star, I mean maybe beyond the walls of WWE. Montez Ford. I'm saying it here. I'm saying it now. Do I think Montez Ford is going to win the Royal Rumble match? Highly unlikely. I think Montez is still kind of getting his legs under him alongside Angelo Dawkins. And I mean, no disrespect to Dawkins. I love the Street Profits. They're entertaining. They have great matches. Watching Montez Ford over the past several months set something off in my brain to where I watch him when we go to commercial break in the live event, just the way he interacts with people and the charisma that oozes out of Montez Ford and the 
freaking athleticism. My God, that Superman dive to the outside on Monday Night Raw. It's been, I think that's why the, the gif was invented. Just Human to watch that reel. over and over and over again. I'm telling you right now, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna curse him. I'm not gonna say, oh, Montez Ford is gonna be the WWE champion by this. No, no. I'm saying keep your eyes on that dude because for my money, he's just getting, he's just figuring it out. Conversely to the Austin Theory point where Theory came in and seems ready-made. He can, he could step into that role right now. It took Tez a little while, but I'm telling you, man, the way that dude is functioning right now and he's got a little bit of swagger back, even backstage, you see the way he carries himself now. Montez is finally starting to believe in himself. And Montez is getting to that point where he goes, okay, I've played ball. I've done it your way. I've done it your way long enough. It's got me to this point. I want to get to that point. And then when Montez lets loose, I'm telling you guys right now, we've got a megastar on our hands. You gave yourself what? You said three years? I said three tops. And, and, and what I mean by that is three years from now, whoever is discussing WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble and the road to WrestleMania and box office and ticket sales and megastars is going to be mentioning Montez Ford in that conversation. Are you getting low-key rock vibes from Montez Ford? I hate to compare anybody to The Rock because Rock was once in a lifetime, truly. That, that dude is just special, as evidenced by the fact he's the biggest star on earth, not just in the wrestling business, not just in WWE. The Rock is the biggest star on the planet Earth. I think Montez has it in him. And Vic, you've been able to spend a little bit of time around him, specifically oh, yeah. off screen. When you get oh, to yeah. know that dude and what makes him tick and how smart and calculated he really is, it's it's almost the polar opposite from what you see, the dancing and the silliness and the over-the-top street profits. But Tez has all the tools. When he figures out what the hell he's trying to build, it's going to be monumental. Here's the thing that I think separates Montez and why you're right, Graves is because it's not only the athleticism, right? The athleticism is on a different level even than it was before. The conversations are happening online that he may have the best frog splash of all time. And the people that have done that frog splash are beloved. I'm talking Rob Van Dam, Eddie Guerrero. Like these are names that you don't compare people to. And Montez is in the conversation for having the best of all of them. But I think what really makes him that guy and what really is going to make it so that he can grab that future is his connection with the audience. There is a, a, an audience connection that exists. He comes out, he feels truthful as to who he is, and the audience knows who he is, and the audience likes who he is, and the audience connects with him. I think that, that there are a lot of people that are athletically gifted. There are a lot of people who do great promos. There are a lot of people who are entertaining. But the, the, the X factor, I think, that everybody talks about is a connection to the audience. And I think that that is the most important thing that a WWE superstar can possibly have. And Montez has it. You can be going to your first WWE show and he makes an impact. The minute you see him and you see what he's doing in his entrance or cutting a promo or once he gets in the ring and actually has his match, and you connect to it. And I think that that is that X factor that is going to go, okay. And I think that that's only, that's only grown. And I think that that's going to continue to grow as he gets better and better and better. And he's going to, he's going to feel, I think fans are going to feel a sense of ownership in a good way when it comes to Montez and the fact that, yeah, this is our guy. And we've watched this flower bloom. I think there's a lot of layers to Tez because you go back to uh, NXT, homegrown. Yeah. You know, a, a guy who was doing coconut shows in front of 50 people, building his style, building his brand, so to speak. I was saying there's different layers of the Onion guys. He served the country. Right. He, you know, he, he put it on the line. That hasn't even been talked right. about yet. He's a dad. Uh, yep. He's a family guy. To your point, Graves, yeah, the guy you see on screen is this version. He's a chameleon because he's very business savvy and he does all these different things. And I have a lot of respect for the guy because of the miles that we've traveled together. I, I don't disagree graves. Cause I I've been thinking that he was going to be a star in, in NXT because he legitimately pops off the screen backstages in the crowd. Remember the little gif with the kid shaking the, you know, it, it doesn't matter what he does. He's multi-talented multi all over the place. 
I completely agree. And again, I, I don't mean any disrespect to Angelo Dawkins. I love the, what they're doing as a unit. I think they still have plenty of gas left in the tank as a tag team. I'm just saying, objectively speaking, as I, dude who has spent, you know, 15 plus years in this game, looking at and knowing what I know now about what it takes to be a megastar in this business, I think Montez very well may be the next breakout star. And when I say breakout, I don't mean, oh, the next WWE champion. I mean the dude who's on the morning shows, the dude who is getting movie deals. I think if the stars line up like I see them doing, Montez Ford is going to be a guy we're talking about for a long time. And who knows? Maybe it starts tomorrow night in the Royal Rumble. That could be huge for Austin Theory. For AJ Styles, for Big E, for Montez Ford, for the eight people that as of right now, we don't even know are in the Royal Rumble match. It can go any way possible. And that's why it's the most exciting pay-per-view for me all year long. Could be Johnny Knoxville. Okay. Probably well, won't gonna, be Johnny yeah, Knoxville. I'm not going to be that. I love the Royal Rumble, Road to WrestleMania, the twist, the turns, the excitement, best time of the year. All right, guys. I know I hate doing this, hate putting you on the spot. But uh, this is, you know, a talking head sort of show. So I'd be remiss if we didn't go around the horn. I need a decisive, definitive pick for the men's and women's Royal Rumble matches. Sam, you're the guest. I'm going to give you the first opportunity to make your picks out loud. Kevin Owens is the pick. Kevin Owens is my pick for the men's Royal Rumble match. It's time. I think it's high time. Kevin Owens headlined at WrestleMania. Uh, and I think that the story that we get going to WrestleMania is going to be all the better because who better than Kevin Owens to tell it with the women's Royal Rumble. There's a lot of X factors. It could easily be a surprise. It could easily be Charlotte Flair who's put herself in this thing. But, you know, somebody that I feel like still hasn't gotten justice for what happened at SummerSlam is Bianca Belair. And I think there is a real, real shot. And my pick to win the Women's Royal Rumble again is Bianca. I love the conversation that we had. And I had my predictions written down heading into today. And I said it earlier, why can't we have a Bianca Belair moment in the Men's Royal Rumble? And we took the conversation that way. I think Austin Theory wins the Royal Rumble this year. I think he headlines a night of WrestleMania, whether it's night one or night two this year, he wins a title. And at some point he has a showdown with John Cena. That's my predictions wow. for Austin theory over the next two years. I like Secondly, it. for the women, a lot of variables, eight open spots, seen a lot of Alexa bliss packages lately. She's trying to refine herself. Charlotte flair, Bianca Belair. I'm going with Sonia Deville. I'm thinking she's stacking the card <laughs> really? against the field and the boss uh, in her own right and the GM and the matchmaker and the decision maker somehow weasels her way to victory, somehow weasels her way into a championship opportunity on the grandest stage of them all. Very, very interesting. Sonia Deville and Austin Theory from Vic. I guess I have to throw my uh, entries here, my hats into the race. Of course, I, I'm going to agree with you, Sam. I think... Sentimentally speaking, I would love to see Lita win the Women's Royal Rumble. Lita has made so much history throughout her career. And you think about a potential clash of eras at WrestleMania. Maybe you do finally see Charlotte Flair and Lita or Sasha Banks and Lita headlining a WrestleMania night, which I think would be absolutely awesome. But I just can't bet against Bianca Belair in this instance, under any circumstance, as impressive as the field is and as it continues to take shape, I don't think anybody can be added right now that would change my opinion that Bianca Belair has got to win the Women's Royal Rumble match Saturday night. As far as the men's side of things, just because of the way I've explained that I love your Austin Theory pick, I think AJ Styles has to be an honorable mention. Circumstances dictate that I think Big E has to do it because of how I mentioned if Big E doesn't win the Men's Royal Rumble, I don't know how Big E ends up at WrestleMania. I don't know what his path looks like. I don't know if Big E sniffs the WWE Championship or Universal Championship picture again in the near future. I think it's of the utmost importance. And I think with that sort of motivation, if anybody can do it with their back against the wall, it's Big E. I don't hate the Big E pick. That's someone who I feel has been overlooked. That's someone who has a chip on their shoulder, much like we talked about earlier today. A motivated Big E, dangerous Big E for 29 other individuals. 
I cannot wait to see how it all plays out. I will be ringside watching, calling the action, waiting with bated breath to find out who will headline WrestleMania in Dallas in a few short months. It all goes down tomorrow night. If you're listening to this, when it drops Saturday, streaming live WWE network on Peacock, the premium live event, the Royal rumble, the beginning of the road to WrestleMania. want to say thanks to Sam Roberts for stopping by and hanging out. You can follow Sam at not Sam on all your socials. You can follow this show at After the Bell WWE on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me at WWE Graves. You can find Vic at Vic Joseph WWE. Listen for free on Spotify. Just search After the Bell and smash the follow button so that you never miss an episode. We'll be back next week with more wisdom, more vitriol, and more WWE After the Bell. I'm bleeding through my pants. It still makes me mad that Pete Rose isn't in the Hall of Fame. You wearing Depends? Depends.